Hey, this is Dominic Morris here with another episode of Dominic's Tape, our Inside Who Maps. It's here to talk to you my perspective of how I see tech going into this new age we're in in 2020. Uh, what's been hitting the news is Quibi. Quibi is a short form video content uh, platform, and they made the news because they recently uh, ran out of money. Well, that's according to Jeff Katzenberg and Meg Whitman. That's the founders and CEOs of Quibi and decided to return the investors money. They believe they had a about $1.2 billion left over. And then the reasons they stopped is just the, the low adoption rate. So I just want to get into what Quibi is, uh, what was good about them, what, what they had going for them, and then what went wrong for them to kind of shut down shop. All right, so Quibi, what's interesting about them is that they were uh, short-form content. So all of their their content was no longer than 10 minutes long. And they was only only made for uh, cell phones. So there was no connections for any type of TV or anything like that. And... It was made for, you know, to go in between stops like you're off work going home, like on a on a train ride or you're waiting for something. It was that kind of content. And they had some major stars. They had people like uh, Kevin Hart, uh, all these top writers. So it was packed and packed with the, the talent of the content without a doubt was there. But where I think it might have went wrong at is that the the timing you know like um out of all things the pandemic happened once you know that was really kind of rolling this thing out and it wasn't too many people on the go a lot of people were stuck in their houses so like a a platform like quibi that probably would have been suited for a little more long-term content what i think too another thing is just the distribution model like it was, they had deals with TN, uh, T-Mobile and uh, different phone makers. But I think if they was able to be on the television platform, it would probably done wonders in terms of like consumption. So I think that was just a tell of just, uh, it was it was a strong, strong ideology of just keeping it on a cell phone. But I think that people like to enjoy high quality content you know, outside of their cell phone. Because, like, you think about it. What do we watch cell phone content for? We look at Snapchat news, and then we look at, like, YouTube. And that's usually user-generated content. It's not really high-value content. You know, high-value content, we kind of put it we kind of put it on a pedestal of, you know, the bigger screen when we're watching more. So, like, you watching Kevin Hart in your pocket, it's just a idea that a lot of people can't really wrap their head around or wasn't willing to wrap their head around at least it wasn't enough i believe it was only five million uh signups and then another thing too it was ads. so like it was 5.99 a month for the content but it came with a ton of ads and it was 7.99 to have an ad-free version so like think about having hmm, what's a good show house of cards on netflix like quality 
nail biting cliffhangers, but then there's an ad every two minutes. So it's like it will really, really interrupt it. And you gotta think about like your, your customer segmentation. If they're paying, you know, $7.99 or $5.99, then is that customer really gonna you know pay more to lose the ads? Like it's just a the the customer market fit, I don't think it was really thought out well for you know them to get that sophisticated customer to drop more money on that but like like i said it was a novel idea they have to kind of pull off something like this you got to kind of have two sides together right it's a two-sided marketplace you got to have like content and then you got to have customers and what a lot of people do is they get one they, they jack up one side first and what they did is they did the content first so they, they got all the right producers, all the right actors, all the right talent. But see, the biggest unknown was the customer. And the way that they was they was rating their customers, they was looking at them like um like there was a YouTube, you know, consumer. And then with YouTube consumer, it's free. You know, people like free content. They usually browse and search for different blogs or different type of uh, content creators that usually create free services. And I thought that it wasn't, you know, a lot of people thought this was going to, you know, be in our direct competition with like the big Hulus and Netflix and Prime videos. But I think the way they was looking at it, it was like, how can I compete against YouTube? You know, YouTube by far is the the most watched uh, media content, you know, provide provider you know bigger than netflix bigger than hulu bigger than disney plus but subscription wise still netflix you know runs the cake and if you're gonna go buy subscriptions but do short form content and you're talking about the king of kings is definitely youtube so i get it it's a novel idea of having quality super high quality content in short form but the price when it comes to pricing, that's where I think it kind of got messed up. You're, you're competing against somebody that goes against free, free and everything, you know, free from cat videos to gun tutorials to some nice, uh, you know, scripted series to something that's more movie episodic series based. It's just it's. It's different. Like, and I'm not mad at them either. You know, I thought that it was a good hypothesis, but it just, that's the, that's the equivalent that you're looking at when you're talking about short term for content exclusively for, you know, phones or talking about YouTube. But I mean, you know, YouTube does have YouTube uh, plus YouTube family, YouTube. Uh, yeah. I believe it's YouTube Plus. That's their. I'm sorry, YouTube Red. That's their. Um, I guess that's the version of Quibi might been going up against where they do have like original series and uh, different type of original content. And by far, Quibi content would have been way better just by the the type of names attached to it. Another thing I think what Quibi went wrong in is that I think it wasn't. A technology breakthrough. I think it was more of uh, entertainment people, you know, hopping within tech. And I mean, I don't even look at it as a, as a tech play. I think it was an entertainment company that just made entertainment 
on the cell phone. I, I think it wasn't, it was like a studio. And instead of, um, you know, just making stuff for TV or movies, they made it for cell phones. I don't think it was nothing really technically like innovative about it. Like there was no innovative way of how they brought it to you more than just, you know, connecting with cell phone providers. And it's interesting. It's interesting because I think the mentality changed. Like, so I think the creators, it was high end. So like they're gonna they're gonna get their market rate. So like Kevin Hart and I keep saying Kevin Hart name, but I know there's tons and tons of other actors and producers and directors, but they're all gonna get their, their money's worth. Meaning if you're an upstart company, you kinda gotta catch lightning in a bottle. No matter how prestige you are and how much confident your, you know, your C-suite team is, you got to have something that's organic that really sucks in, you know, your customer, your audience. And I think this was like a really trying to manufacture a viral type of business. And the problem with that is it takes a lot of money. And then once that money go, there's no there's no love after that. You know, it's just. The actors, they get paid to do a gig. The directors get paid to direct. But there's nothing special to be like, all right, this is something that I'll go to bat for. This is something I'm passionate for. You know, when Netflix first came out, this was like, oh, man, I get it mailed to me? Like, that was the innovative part. It was that I don't have to go to Hollywood Video or Blockbuster. I could get, you know, my movies mailed to me. That was innovative. Or... Or just with, just think about any other kind of new service. It was just, it was groundbreaking of the way things was like delivered. Here with Quibi, it just seemed like it was something that's, you know, one plus one should equal three. You know, you got the talent, you got Jeffrey Katzenberg, he led Disney, Meg Women, led uh, eBay and all other types of uh big tech businesses so like the expertise is there should just equal a hit and i think it was that one small thing that that could one small feature that could like really kind of get the ball rolling and you know what's interesting like i look at quibi there's a there's a equivalent of quibi right now that's going on but the vertical is sports and it's a company called the zone d-a-z-n same thing. John Skipper, he he was a longtime head of uh, ESPN. Now he's heading out Quibi. I mean, I'm sorry. He's heading out the zone. And I want to see how that plays out because they're supposed to do like, you know, boxing exclusives. They did a big contract with uh, Canelo Alvarez. And I would like to see like if they long term, how that play out, you know. I mean, it's, it's not a different vertical like Quibi was just doing, you know, the short form content. It's still sports package, but it's uh, kind of the same makeup, you know, long time entertainment head, you know, executive head going into, you know, a subscription sports business. I want to see kind of how, how that plays out. But I mean, the Quibi, like the marketing plan, the marketing rollout, that was amazing too. You know, they market heavy, heavily. On like YouTube, on uh, Snapchat, and then the shows itself was good too. But I just think that the one, the timing, but two, just finding that that magic in a bottle was something that kind of really that held Quibi back.
But I mean, you can't, who knows? Like, if it wasn't a pandemic, it might be a, we might be talking about quit being a different light. But I think it was a good shot at it. I think it was interesting and something that's going to really kind of break down this, this uh, media industrial complex that we have. You know, like, it's been, through my lifetime, it's been broken down. I remember movies was king, movie movie stars was like the top of the top of stars and you see now like youtube stars kind of have a little more cash a lot more cachet than uh actual movie stars so through my lifetime i see a huge shift of what's the norm in terms of like media and stuff so i think quibi was a good shot good shot at it um i just still think that there was timing that was a, a bad issue and, a, and another thing too just that having that lightning in the bottle that that one feature that really makes it compelling upon everything else you know i think just having content on a cell phone uh short form i don't think that was enough for it to grab enough people attention to be like this is what i'm looking for but you know let me know what you think so that was just like my little insight on quibi if you like me talking about other other companies just comment up on the up on the page below and i'll provide you more information but this is dominic for inside who maps i'll talk to you later